Welcome to the latest episode of the NIPTI Radio Interview Series. With us today to discuss the ethical responsibilities of prosecutors in offices both large and small is District Attorney Joseph Fazari of Schuyler County. D.A. Fazari has been a prosecutor for over 20 years. He became an assistant D.A. in Schuyler County in 1993 and has been the elected district attorney since 1998. Welcome, District Attorney Fazari. Thank you. We're talking now because of an article, What Makes a Good DA, that you saw on a popular legal blog called Above the Law. Can you tell us the story about the article and why it caught your attention? Well, I routinely get legal blog emails from the Prosecutor's Center for Excellence from Christine Hammond, and this one happened to catch my attention because I'm always interested in what other DAs are doing such that I could make my office a better office and stronger office. And I saw the the title, Criminally Yours, What Makes a Good DA, and I thought, I've got to read that article. So I put it aside and did some other work, and finally I got to it. And when I started reading it, the first thing that struck me was that the author said that she normally writes about her bad experience with prosecutors, and then went on to say the ones who have too little experience but too much power, and the ones who put winning ahead of justice, and the ones who have little if nothing in common with the communities that they represent. I immediately thought, boy, that doesn't sound like anybody that I know. And I've been a prosecutor for 25 years now, and I really haven't met any prosecutors throughout the state of New York or the National DA's Association that are like that. Now, I'm sure there have been some that have done some things wrong, but to me, I looked at it and I said, okay, well, let me give her a chance. And she goes on to explain in her article that there are a couple of DA's in New York State that have gotten it right, one being Darcel Clark in the Bronx and one being Ken Thompson before he had passed away in Brooklyn. And I thought, yeah, you know, they sound like they do have it right and they're getting it right or we're getting it right. But I also thought there's a lot of prosecutors in this state that I know that have gotten it right for a really long time. And it just compelled me to send a simple response to her because she provided her email address. So I thought for once, I'm actually going to say something. I'm going to stand up and be proud of all the prosecutors that are good in this state and all the good things that we do. And I'm going to let somebody know about it. And so that's that's what I did. Do you think that her article reflected the perspective of attorneys from New York City who might not know much about what it's like for DAs in the rest of the state? I do think that. And I think that when she ultimately printed my response to her, she indicated that she's used to a big city practice and dealing with all the assistant DAs and DAs in New York City. I don't think that she was overly aware of how things are in upstate New York in very small offices, you know, like mine. I'm, I come from an office where we have four lawyers here, and that's it. We handle, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 cases a year. And I think that maybe things are done a little different in New York than they are up here. But for, for the most part, I believe that we all as district attorneys and assistant DAs have good intentions, and we try to do the right thing every day. And I just think that In her article, maybe that wasn't her experience, but I think when I wrote back to her, she recognized that, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it is the norm. And she just previously been writing about some of the bad experiences that she had. And I don't think her article, her initial article, What Makes a Good DA, was for the purpose of bashing prosecutors. I think it was actually to point out, hey, a couple of these guys are getting it right. And I didn't take exception to that. I just wanted her to know that I think there's a lot more of us that are getting it right. Than are getting it wrong. The author talked about programs like 
Conviction Integrity Programs that district attorneys in New York City have established. Clearly, that's not practical for an office your size. But what kinds of measures, if any, are possible for offices your size? Well, I think that when you look at what she says, and if you were to try to apply that to Schuyler County, or even, you know, even counties that are a little bit bigger than mine, we can't set up these bureaus. I mean, realistically, I have four attorneys in my office. If I set up an integrity bureau, you know, who would be on it? Me and one assistant. So you can't really do that in these small offices throughout the state of New York. But that doesn't mean that we don't have the same problems that they have in the city. I think that the, the issue really is that you have more assistants in New York that come across these same issues. So you have to have somebody that is able or a, a group or a committee that can review all of those issues and deal with them. Here, we simply have weekly meetings or sometimes daily where my assistants come in and say, this is the issue that I have, or I go to them and say, this is the issue that I have. What do you think that we should do? And a lot of times, or most of the time, if it's a Brady issue, we always come down on the side of disclosure, full disclosure. And I think that's what we're mandated to do. And we often say here, if you have to ask the question, the answer is you probably need to disclose it. So, you know, we can't have a committee. We just have the four of us that bounce ideas off of each other all the time. There's a line in your article I found very interesting, and I'll read it. I always go back to the concept that when judges screw up, it is error. When defense counsel screws up, she is ineffective. But when a prosecutor screws up, it is misconduct. Do you have any thoughts on how prosecutors can change this perception? I do. I think truly it starts with when a defense attorney claims that we have committed misconduct in a local court, a county court, a Supreme Court, or an appellate court, I think that we as prosecutors and appellate lawyers, we have to start pointing out that this is the way that the courts categorize our actions. And a lot of times, I mean, has there been intentional misconduct on behalf of prosecutors? I'm sure there has. Have there been instances where prosecutors have made blundering errors, I'm sure, and that others of us would never have made those errors, that is likely. But most of the errors which get labeled as misconduct are not intentional. And I think as prosecutors and appellate lawyers, when we argue in courts, we have got to get the courts and defense lawyers to start saying that it was an error on the part of the prosecutor and not misconduct. Do you think that generally... Defense attorneys believe that prosecutors place winning at all costs above acting in an ethical way. I think that if you say it like that, that that's just the same as them saying that we are all unethical and or most prosecutors are unethical. I think that some defense attorneys have a miscued perception of what we believe our obligation is. And I truly have never known a prosecutor that has said, my obligation is to win cases. I mean, we all like to win, but we all recognize that we have to do the right thing. There are defense attorneys who think that all we want to do is win at all costs. And I've never believed that to be true, and I will never believe it to be true because I don't know anybody that's like that. I know that more frequently than not, 
it is the prosecutor who steps up on behalf of that defendant when things are going very badly with the defendant's lawyer or the lawyer makes mistakes. And it is our office who routinely will step up and say, Judge, no, that's not really the way that it can go. It's not the way that it should go. And here are the issues that are involved. Even if it means, you know, the defense lawyer doesn't look so good at the moment, I think that that defendant has the right to have us make sure that he gets justice as well as the system gets justice. Thank you so much, District Attorney Fazari, for taking the time to speak with us today. Jason, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Thanks a lot. 